Welcome to today's episode of Between Means and Deans. My name is Nina, and I'm joined by my best friend, partner, and baby daddy, Dayon. And together, we're a couple of 20-something-year-olds just trying to navigate this whole first-time parenting thing. So we're laying it all out there and talking about all the things you wish your parents told you about love, sex, and happiness. So this is a very special episode. It's a little bit different from any of our other ones. This is our first time actually having a guest. Yay! So it's no longer it's no longer about knees and deans. Right now we have a special guest, an interior designer, Taylor. So Taylor and I actually met at UBC. As you guys know, I was studying sociology. You also majored in sociology, right? Yes. Um, and so we took a bunch of classes together. We had some mutual friends and. Actually, a couple of weeks ago, you reached out to me because you're in interior design school and you're doing some work in interior design. So yeah. you're doing that at BCIT, correct? Yes. Yeah. And you finish in? November. November. So crazy. How does that feel? It's actually crazy. I can't believe that it just goes by so fast. Yeah. Like as a student, I'm sure you you guys remember being like, oh my gosh, I, I don't want to go to school. But yeah. Then you're like, okay, well... This isn't going to be forever, so... Yeah, and how long is the program? So, BCIT offers a few options. So, they offer the one-year certificate program, mm-hmm. they do the two-year diploma, and then the four-year bachelor's. Oh, crazy. I didn't even know that. Yeah, and it is just, you know, you learn a bunch of different things, but the core stuff that you should know is all in your first year. So, mm-hmm. nice. that's what I've been doing. That's nice. Finishing. Amazing. <laughs> congrats. Early congrats. Thank you. Yeah, congrats. Um, yeah, but I guess like we'll just get into a couple of things that we want to get to know about you and mm-hmm. how you started Taylor Rico Design. That's your entire design company. Yes. Which is amazing. Congrats. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I guess like how did you know that you wanted to do interior design? Honestly, I really didn't. It's really funny because when I was in UBC, yeah. I was so convinced that I wanted to do event planning yeah. and wedding planning. I actually remember talking to you about this. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and so I was thinking like, oh, I don't even know why I'm at UBC, um, you know. And um, I'm just thinking like, you know what, I'm learning a lot. Sociology is a great thing to study. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to follow through and I'm sure that it will carry me forward and benefit me with whatever I end up doing. Mm-hmm. So when I finished, I was thinking like, okay, well, like, let's start events. I did a wedding, I did a lot of um, like stuff with my sorority, with semis and formals. Yeah. And I just like love to take the lead in those kind of things. But I just found it kind of be- becoming a bit stale for me. Mm-hmm. And I found that out actually by providing a lot of opportunities for myself. So I threw a lot of events myself. Mm-hmm. I, I created those gatherings just to see like, you know, no one's going to hand anything over to you. You really have to you know, promote yourself. Mm-hmm. And when I found that I was kind of like getting tired of it, I, at the time I was in the restaurant industry, I was thinking, oh my God, let's just take this online quiz. <laughs> it took me 30 minutes to do. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, what quiz is this? I honestly, I feel like I just Googled it. It was okay. like, like a, what do you want to do yeah. when you grow up? Yeah, you know, yeah, those yeah. classic yeah. Google. I've taken so many of those. <laughs> yeah. So I did that. I answered like, a bunch of questions and then at the end it spits you out three potential occupations yeah and you know I, I thought that they were relatively correct because I'm pretty creative but the first one was architecture get into mm-hmm. architecture fashion design mm-hmm. which is like thanks but no yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that to you yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you guys. Yeah. And then um, the third one was interior design. Crazy. And I didn't even second guess it. I was like, oh my god, like this is totally something I want to do. Yeah, Sick. that's amazing. Wow, this this quiz decided your fate. Yeah. I know. It was like, <laughs> this is what you're meant to do. Oh but that's so crazy because it's like, I feel like it's so important that like what you wanted to do was events it's what you thought you wanted to do and then you tried it and you're like this isn't for me yeah and I feel like I've definitely had experiences like that too mm. with like just trying different jobs and you always think that like your dream job is something until you actually try it and you're like oh the day-to-day -day is not what I expected you know like the repetition of it is not what I expected so yeah. that's yeah. awesome that you were able to recognize that before I feel like getting trapped and like this is what I have to do and like you know years down the line yeah because you're still so young <laughs> And, like, I feel like I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here. No, all good. Occupations, but I feel like it's so easy for us to feel like we're pressured to have our life together. So when it comes to changing occupations, it gives a lot of people, well, it gave me so much anxiety. Mm -hmm. It's scary. Right? Yeah. So I guess, like, after you took the quiz and you're like, this is what I want to do, at that point, were did you ever consider... Um, I guess being like self-taught or were you like I want to go like the school route and like how did you make that decision? Right. So I did a lot of research on interior design and uh, people actually get interior decorator and design mixed up. They're two, mm -hmm. they're two very different things and we can go over that later. Mm -hmm. But I definitely knew I wanted to go to school because there's so much tech behind interior design. Mm -hmm. Not decorating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But design. I've seen your stories. It's a lot of, I'm like, whoa, how did she design that? <laughs> so, like, you're talking about, like, the software, right? Oh, yeah. Like, we're just working with that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's, I feel like that's something that, you know, there's so many people saying, you know, anyone can be an interior de designer. True. Not everyone can be called a registered interior designer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, it's because, you know, um, We'll get into how you guys are designing your space, but you mm -hmm. guys are doing an awesome job piecing it together on your own, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's interior decorating versus designing is when you choose to knock down walls. Mm -hmm. You want to put receptacles somewhere for electricity and you figure out where you want to put your plumbing and make that I, work with I your feng shui. <laughs> We're, yeah. into, we're, we're like self-taught interior decorators. Yeah, we're just decorators. So good yeah. Too. Oh my god. Well, I think we're good at it for ourselves. Like if I had to design for somebody else, I mean. We'd be like, okay, I hear you with what you want with black, but have you considered a pastel? They're like, no, that's just weird. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's actually so good to know. So some of the questions, we'll get into like more um, questions from our audience later, but like a couple of them were actually what does an interior designer do they're like not to sound rude but i was like no that's totally fair because mm -hmm. even i guess when um and we'll get into this more but like when we decided to work together i was actually very confused i was like yeah i need help like with organizing stuff that's like all very different jobs that i'm learning now. what, what job is that is that an interior organizer interior organizer <laughs> i don't even know i don't yeah, even know i mean i was like yeah, I guess like she can probably help us like organize certain things that like we just don't know where to put. Dan was like, no, like, I don't think no, she can do that. I'm like, no, 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 she can, she can. I'm like, I don't think that's her job, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> you know, it's actually really interesting because that's actually something that um, storage is something that a lot of people forget. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A lot of people get wrapped up in like what they want to get and or what they want to put in their space and what they want to make the aesthetic look like mm -hmm. but at the end of the day when you buy you're also collecting yeah. yeah and you also need places to put those objects because you know not all of them are seasonal you mm -hmm. know there's christmas decorations yeah, yeah. so that's us that's yeah. our problem storage. Storage, we have yeah. so much crap but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um okay so the next thing that i 
kind of want to hear a little bit about because I don't actually know this um is so you're in school Mm -hmm. and you've obviously started working with clients so I think like a lot of people myself included are wondering kind of what the process is like to one build up your own company right but then also like how do you start getting clients because obviously you're in school right so like how do you secure that first client honestly for me I I really didn't think that for the scale that my business is, the direction that my business has taken. Yeah. I feel like, it, to me, even though it's really small to your average firm, I feel like I took off a little bit because, yeah. and I didn't even mean to. Like, initially, what I was thinking is, you know, I am, I just really want to know my stuff, go to school, get that done, and then just dive into the industry. Mm-hmm. Because before school, I was lucky enough to be included in some projects just around my house, um, some places in Whistler, and in a few parts of like a restaurant that I used to work at. So ultimately for me, I figured that the new way to promote yourself is on IG, Instagram. Mm -hmm. And um, I just figured, you know, maybe just put my work out there, introduce myself to the Instagram world, (laughs) use some hashtags here and there, make some stories. Um, and it, I, I really originally thought of it as like an online portfolio mm-hmm. really is honestly what I thought it would be and get some support from my friends and you know, like that was just kind of my friends are everything to me. So they've just been gassing me up yeah. and you know, like, you're yeah. awesome. And you know, yeah, no, your posting is amazing. It's <laughs> like you. really on point. I love looking at your little stories and I'm like, Oh, design info. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So initially I, I started with that and then. Now is one, he's not one of my clients, but they actually reached out to me. And initially I was like, whoa, um, I'm not really sure if I want to do this right now. And then I thought about it because the idea of taking on a project when I'm in school, um, it's, it's really, so to some people maybe is challenging, but to me it's exhilarating. Mm-hmm. I, I live for this kind of excitement. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we love that energy. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just figured, you know, like, so many times you're going to think, oh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Like imposter syndrome here and there, mm-hmm. like your recent post totally mm-hmm. resonated with it. But then at the same time, like, okay, well, you're never actually going to feel ready because you're just mm-hmm. going to psych yourself out. Mm-hmm. You just kind of have to like take the jump and then hit the ground running. Really? Yeah. So I took it on and, and from there I've gotten some more people reaching out and yeah, I feel like I'm really excited to say that I'm booked for the year. That's amazing. Yeah. So- <laughs> I'm clapping so much, and I'm so happy for you. <laughs> Thank you so much. But, awesome. Yeah, it's definitely, um, that's actually how I started getting my clients. And interior design, it is very different each time because you meet different people. But it is pretty, the process is pretty repetitive. Mm-hmm. So you get quicker with how you do things. And then you will feel more comfortable taking on more work as well. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing. Like, always go after what you want and provide those experiences for yourself because there are no free handouts because mm-hmm. at the end of the day this is a place that someone's going to live in yeah you know you can't as a designer cr- constructive criticism is so key and it's a big part of the industry and I know it's I feel like it's really swept under the rug a lot of the times in like in the media because everything looks so perfect but the amount of ideas that have been turned down to get to that one point is it's pretty crucial. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just really important. Yeah. And you're great at that. You like gave us so many ideas and I'm like, wow, I never even thought about like doing this to this space. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Um, so how did you determine your niche? I don't really even know if there are niches in interior design, but I imagine like you're not going to just take on every single client under the sun because there's going to be specific things that you want to focus on, I'm assuming. Right. So my specific niche, being in Vancouver, you know, we are very environmentally aware in Vancouver. We are recycling left and right. Plastic straws are frowned upon, you know, that's just the the world we live in in Vancouver. I understand that it's not the same in a lot of different parts of the world. Yeah. Yeah. It should be. Yeah. <laughs> you you tell them, Nina. <laughs> <laughs> say, yeah. say with your chest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But with my niche, I would say I don't want to close off any sort of concepts or designs that people want for their space because I really want to listen to what you guys or my clients want to really want in their space and then I would incorporate sustainability into it. Whether that be refurbished flooring or an accent wall or Mm -hmm. even just small accents around the room. You know, like you guys do a lot of vintage shopping and Mm -hmm. that is such also sustainable too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's such a big stigma behind sustainability, but that is really the direction that the world is going in. There are no, what I found was there are very few design firms that offer that specific kind of service to the Vancouver market or even just around the world. And I just figured I'm so passionate about it. um, I want to do that for them, Mm -hmm. you know? And, you know, I understand that this is going to hit a lot of nerves for people that are already very established in the industry and Um, I have gotten a lot of backlash. Really? Yeah, I've gotten some backlash. Um, And, you know, it's it's just breaking those traditional ways of being in the industry, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just Mm -hmm. something that I value because I'm not not someone to just fall in line and just lay back and be like, okay, I'll just follow the crowd. Like, for me, I'm watching, like... California burn and Mm -hmm. Australia and the Amazon and you know like species are dying and for me um, I don't want to feed into it yeah as I know a lot of people in Vancouver don't are aware too Mm -hmm. so I just want to provide that service for them yeah that's amazing Mm -hmm. sustainability yeah yeah it's just important exactly like and it's I feel like with any industry that you're in like I guess I never considered it with interior design because yeah, I feel like the conversation, at least for me, and probably because of the space that we occupy, is around like fashion mm-hmm. and maybe even food, because obviously everyone eats. Um, but yeah, I never even considered it with interior design, and it's I feel like it's so important moving forward that you know like we're not gonna be able to do it perfectly. You know, there's gonna be times where you like have to consume things that are, that yeah. are maybe like exactly. not sustainable, but it's being mindful, and it's amazing that you've been able to start a business that is mindful. Right. Uh, and I feel like, yeah, and I yeah. feel like that's all that we can really It's really do. important, yeah, because like, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of waste with just everything that humans do, and it's just insane, like, yeah, all the things that go into making a piece of furniture, and like, for me personally, it's just so sad to like, just see someone throw that out. You know what I mean? So like, that's why, yeah, for us, like, we love secondhand stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, it's just extra nice when it has, like, a story to it. And, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we kind of, we just kind of try to be as sustainable as possible. But, yeah, it's, like, Yeah, the things we never even sought out. I think, like, growing up with, like, the way that our family shops, or at least, like, in my experience, it's, like, we always went to thrift stores. So I, mm-hmm. we never did it because it was sustainable. We did okay. it out of necessity. But, like, I mean, it's great. It's also fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, it's yeah, like, like, yeah, attic treasures. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really sick when someone can 
like find something that I guess to someone else is, is trash and turn into treasure, you know exactly. what I mean? Like, yeah. like how the saying goes, but <laughs> yeah, like you can, you can obviously make like things very beautiful and like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, you just got to work on it and like see it in a way. Yeah. So, yeah. I just feel like it's so, it's so fulfilling. I feel like mm-hmm. for those people who really do uh, value being m- mindful about the environment, um, just sitting in a space that, and just knowing that, you know, you saved this one piece of plastic from you know, being purchased and potentially being thrown away. And another thing with you guys doing a lot of thrifting, I also want to encourage donating. If you have, you know, drawers or chairs, you know, don't throw it away, donate it because, you you know, someone's trash is someone, another person's treasure. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, because even like for small things for us, like we, even if we like like something from Ikea, the first thing that we're going to do is look at Facebook Marketplace if that exists. Because I mean, like Ikea is so... It's so common. Like, it's so, yeah, yeah, it's so common that, like, you're going to end up probably finding, and you can just search it by name, you know, yeah. and you'll probably end <laughs> yeah. up finding that on Facebook Marketplace, and, like, you might as well buy it used, because, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're not going to buy it from that person, what is that person going to do? Probably throw it out, right? And that's just, like, you know, yeah. an extra yeah. thing in the landfill. So, like, you might as well just grab it, and you grab it for cheaper. So, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, we always like we always search first. Like if there's something we like at IKEA, then yeah. we know that like we'll probably find it on yeah. Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, or whatever it may be. Yeah. But yeah, I think yeah, I think sustainability is really important, and it's great that like you're you're putting that into like your thought process with with designing clients' homes. You know, so yeah, that's really important. I just also wanted to reiterate that when we talk about sustainability, and I'm not at all encouraging cutting, like shopping online, cold turkey, and just like rummaging through whatever you want yeah the (laughs) landfill or you know like i i want so no dumpster diving (laughs) so if you work with me we will find all of our things in the dumpster (laughs) oh my god no that is not how it is but it would be you know just being mindful you know i know everyone is doing their best at the end of the day i know everyone's doing their best and i also want to take their voice and put that into their space whether they just they say, you know what, like, I really like these vintage vases, or I like, I really like this sculpture that I found here. Um, it is, it is sustainable because it's secondhand or whatever, but, um, I do also really like this chair and it's, it's in Pottery Barn. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like, that's totally okay. Yeah. It's just to get the conversation started yeah. because that's something that I feel like is so important. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think that like with any conversation about sustainability, it doesn't have to be done 100%. I think it's just introducing it to the conversation because people are going to have varying levels of how comfortable they are with like secondhand things and reusing things. So, mm-hmm. exactly. yeah. I and I guess like there is potentially, I mean, I don't know too much about like the furniture industry, but I'm sure that there's like probably a lot of places that can make brand new stuff, but like, sus- like, sus- like in a sustainable way. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, I guess like maybe even you know, finding, finding things like that that are new, but still, like, with sustainability in their mind, right? Cause, yeah. Yeah, because, like, I mean, you can buy something that's brand new, but it could be made out of recycled materials or, yeah, yeah, exactly. or like, made in a way that isn't... Yeah, I know that IKEA is, like, they recently launched for, like, their 2020... Yeah, run. I did like, see they, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They recently launched a bunch of stuff that's, like, made with sustainability in mind, mm-hmm. so it's that's cool so to cool. see that shift happening. And, I mean, yeah, it's, like, IKEA is like, a huge brand, but it's also, at the end of the day, people... Like, it's it's affordable, yeah. you know? Like, people are going to have to shop there sometimes. So. Yeah, the yeah. world, yeah, I mean, like, it's it's a focus. Like, it has to be a yeah. part of our, if like, does, direction. If everyone yeah. moves a little bit, 
Yeah, even the tiniest bit, like, <laughs> yeah. even the tiniest bit means something, you know yeah. what I mean, so. Yeah, like, there was one artist that took pieces of plastic from the ocean and, like, put it and melted it all together to be real, and that's also one of the that's most, sick. that's a really expensive piece now. Yeah. yeah, it's, I mean, like, being sustainable, too, is not really cheap. Like, I mean, recycling is, like, pretty expensive, because I remember yeah. in the print shop I used to work at, there was these two red chairs that were made of recycled bottle caps, of Coca-Cola bottle caps. That's so and, cool. um, yeah, I think each chair is a thousand dollars. Oh like, my god. But I mean, like, that whole process of, like, recycling stuff is, like, pretty... Like, it's not easy to do, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, I mean, I mean, hats off, but, like, yeah, if you can afford, why. like, sustainable yeah. stuff, that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's, like, amazing, too. But, yeah, it's not easy. I think that's why, like, we need to be having the conversation more about it. Because the only reason why it's so expensive right now is because we don't have, like, the machines There's and the capability. There's not enough resources. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But, like, you know, like, building an iPhone years ago would have been so incredibly expensive like the first computer was so expensive because we didn't have the capability to do it but now it's a demand yeah so like if we're demanding it in the market then it'll become more affordable to do yeah because like even with i mean this is super off topic but even with like the brand that we're trying to build i'm trying to find like a very sustainable supplier Mm -hmm. and it's really difficult because like there just aren't a whole lot of companies out there that really are like hey we want to focus on innovating this space um like so, I mean, like, that's, that's the thing, thing is that, right? yeah, some companies might be trying to innovate, but other companies will do it out of, hey, this is what the consumer wants, so let's just do it, and that's important, too. Yeah, so as as clients and as consumers, like, if we demand it, like, these bigger exactly. companies would be able to, like, find a more efficient, cheaper yeah. way to do it, you know what I mean? Because right now, right sustainability, direction. yeah, sustainability exactly. is expensive, but I really feel like that's for now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, yeah, the resources aren't in place to mm-hmm. do it because... Yeah, but if it's a focus and if it's in everyone's like mind, then it can go that direction, you know what I mean? It's actually interesting that you say that because um, it all starts with school too. Like, if we're diving into BCIT, my experience at BCIT, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, before I go on, hats off to all the instructors that have dealt with this whole COVID-19 fiasco mm-hmm. and have just, you know, worked really hard to like move our classrooms online because they're all doing so well and you know, us as students, like, I just want to say that we appreciate you so much. And speaking to the curriculum, actually, which has nothing to do with the instructors, Mm -hmm. um, is really interesting because for me, um, I was always very aware of being sustainable before design. Mm -hmm. And so I remember, like, my very first course, the instructor told us, like, this is how we do our curriculum. Essentially, there is a head department for interior design that reaches out and they are they're the people that acknowledge those interior designers that finish the bachelor's program and so they're they're technically like the head office mm-hmm. and they every couple of years I want to say four years they look around the world different cultures and they take a look at what the students need to learn mm-hmm. and then they make the upgrade so a recent upgrade was learning about sustainability and mm-hmm. being eco-friendly yeah. very recently and so I was like, I was thinking when I first, when I first started the school, I was like, or first started the school, <laughs> when I first started class, I was, of course. yeah, I was thinking, okay, this is so great. This is so, so something I want to do. Mm-hmm. And then I, I learn moving forward that, you know, it's learning about sustainability and being eco-friendly is maybe like some, some instructors or some parts of the curriculum that will make it the full class. Mm-hmm. And then some just kind of 
tie it to the end of a lecture. And so, you know, you really do see like what is important yeah. in their eyes because, you know, I feel like the big change needs to be, needs to come from what's being taught in the curriculum. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And another thing that kind of shook me is that when it comes to exams, we're not being tested on that stuff. Mm. They, it's just like, oh, just a side note, just, just know that, um, making cotton is actually really bad for the environment. It's not a priority. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, just know this, just, you know, and I'm, I'm aware that, you know, it's, it's, pro it's more important to know, um, what is a flammable material, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. versus what is made from bamboo. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I feel like it should be something that needs to be held higher in the curriculum. And that's something that I stand by. And yeah. I, I personally, because I don't feel like I learned enough about sustainability mm -hmm. in school, personally, I took it upon myself to do my own research. Yeah. And that's awesome. Yeah. So that's another thing. I just really wish that the, the school system really delved into being more sustainable and eco-friendly because I feel like it's just a good thing to know. Yeah. yeah. So all the higher ups out there listening to this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> you know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually funny, like this is kind of off topic, but it does remind me of when I was in makeup school and we learned about like in makeup school. Yeah, I did it like between high school and college, like that summer in between, but I remember learning about I forget what the course or the class was even titled, but it was something like learning about like ethnic faces or something and that was the day that we learned about like different eye shapes and like different skin tones one fucking class no way one fucking class mm -hmm. and like oh it's like it's crazy because as an asian person sitting there i'm like like i'm learning all these techniques about like eyeshadow and like you know but like none of those things apply to me except for this one day but I am an Asian person every fucking day. So it's like, this is all talk because it's not about sustainability, but it just goes to show how, like, there are, especially when you go to school, there's so many valuable things that you can learn, but how backwards and dated a lot of schooling can be because of Quite who it's, dated. yeah, because of who it's being taught by. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like, I mean, I don't even, I, at that point, I was so young and I was so new to education that I, I didn't bring it up with anybody that I was like hey this is like not okay or like I would really like to learn more about this but right. I guess have you had any of those conversations with your instructors or anything about sustainability and maybe like having more of it honestly no yeah <laughs> no you know it's really interesting because um I feel like there's just such a divide as much as like I hate to say it there's just such a divide because there's a generation that and I don't want to categorize, so I'm not going to say generation, but there are some people that feel like their way is the best and it's mm -hmm. worked for them, so it's the best. Mm -hmm. But, you know, here we are um, and we're much younger than they are, less experienced than those instructors. And, you know, we have opinions, we see what's going on. And um, I feel like in a lot of ways, as students talking to instructors, it can be a little bit abrasive mm -hmm. to them because it's like, oh, like, what do you know? Yeah, yeah. I feel like that happens a lot with art and like anything creative. Yeah. yeah, and so for me, I've just been, I've been hesitant to talk about anything like that. It's like for those instructors, if you're gonna be an expert in your field, like it is on you to be to aware learn. of like what's happening in the world. And I feel like it's interesting to me. I guess this is probably just because we are like young people growing up in this generation. But like <laughs> sustainability is such a big part of the conversation that it's like crazy that for some 
some people it's just like oh it's just like a, a like a blip in the radar we'll go back to normal yeah you know but it's like no this is the world we live in now like you have to think about this like now <laughs> yeah but i feel like this is a good place to transition into kind of like we've hinted at it we've mm -hmm. hinted at us like working together and so i mean you reached out to us maybe a couple of weeks ago mm -hmm. and um, you're like, you're moving. <laughs> like, <laughs> let me help so you. Exciting. Yeah, this is so exciting. So um, this is like before we had anything like in place, we were kind of still playing around with like where each room is going to go. And so we were like, yeah, we would love help. And this is my bad too, because I should have been like, what exactly do you do? Because like, as yeah. an interior designer, no, I was like, oh, like interior decorating or like interior organizing, as we said. <laughs> and that's kind of where I was like, that's what we need help with is like, making spaces more functional and a lot of it having to do with storage mm -hmm. um and so then obviously you've mentioned that like interior design you're like knocking down walls and like a lot of the ideas that you came up with for us are phenomenal ideas but as like a i guess like as people renting and being like we have no idea how long we're gonna stay here yeah like knocking down a wall or like uh, we were playing around with the idea of like repainting the kitchen cabinets, which mm -hmm. would have looked stunning, but then we're like, okay, but then we're doing that for our landlord. Yeah. So like, yeah. um, I mean, we've ultimately decided that, I mean, I feel like this whole conversation that we've had this podcast has led up to this because yeah, it's like so exactly. many realizations, like we realize how much we love the process of decorating and shopping for ourselves, yeah. mm -hmm. which is something we just like weren't able to hand over, which as me, like, as a younger person, I was always, like, I would love somebody to, like, come into my space and, like, just fully, like, decorate it and, like, make it whatever they want and, like, that would be the dream and, like, I think that's what I th I thought I wanted but we didn't realize how much we love the process of building our home together. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I feel like I just, I also kind of felt the partnership going that way because mm -hmm. the way we were going about selecting furniture is, is very, very untraditional. It's, mm -hmm. personally, it is... I do feel like it's the best decision both ways mm -hmm. for for you guys to, you know, just see what you like and feel around because it is it is where you guys are living. And as a designer, you know, people can argue money, people can argue fame or, you know, like like having your name out there. But ultimately, like I, I really just want my clients to be happy. Like mm -hmm. I, I just I don't want to just take this opportunity and just like pin my name on it. You know, mm -hmm. ultimately, it's it's about you and I'm really happy that I was able to help you guys get there and you know you guys are interior decorators yeah, you guys decorators. are interior decorators <laughs> no school you guys you yeah. are the bomb <laughs> no I mean we just like it's weird we uh, that's something that we learned is that like me and Nina like we know what we want but we have no idea how to explain it yeah, and we also like, don't know that we want it until we see it. Until Whereas we see the it. Yeah, hardest yeah, yeah. people to shop for, which I didn't realize, I knew that, but I didn't realize how bad it would be. Yeah. <laughs> and we're so bad at communicating, so like we were like, we need to put Taylor out of her misery because we're like not communicating with her and this isn't working. Yeah. But yeah, I think it was. I felt like we were wasting your time, to be honest, yeah, just yeah, because like, like we. Well, yeah, you did we these were like just amazing, like, <laughs> like you like put together, like Taylor honestly amazing was amazing. She did like amazing sketches, which actually. Are still helpful because Dan will rearrange our home and be like, oh well, like Taylor put it here. So like the sketches <laughs> were really helpful just in yeah. terms of like where our big furniture is gonna go. But I think when it came down to like selecting the furniture, then that was where we like didn't really see eye to eye because of our processes. And we didn't want to like, yeah, we didn't want to let go of that control because yeah. that was like something that we really like. We just we like came to the realization that's something that we really enjoyed yeah whereas like this the story behind like finding it together you know what mm -hmm. i mean like and um 
yeah, we just love thrifting for the random things that we have in our home and yeah. then seeing how it works together. A lot of trial and error as well. Oh, yeah. Because, like, yeah, we'll bring things into our home. Like, yes, this is sick. This bangs. And then we're like... Where is it going to mm-hmm. go, though? <laughs> or, or, like, we put it somewhere and then we're like, yeah, we actually don't like that. And then yeah. we're like, yeah, let's just sell it. But that's, our process. It. that's <laughs> our process. It's not yeah. efficient, but it's our process. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a great way. I mean, if you have the time yeah. to do it, then honestly, like, why not? Yeah. That is actually, like... I don't know if you guys watch Selling Sunset. No, I haven't, okay. but I've heard good things, and I do want to watch it. Okay, so, like, one of, in season, I don't know, I think it's season three. No, season two. Anyways, um, one of the real estate agents, her name is Amanza, and she's also, uh, she's a stager. Mm-hmm. And she was selling a house to a designer. And she was, and I really resonated with this specific interview that she did. It was like, you know, as, as, as a designer staging for another designer, it's, it's hard because you don't really know where they're at, you mm-hmm. know? And I feel like it's different because for me, I was able to have conversations with you versus mm-hmm. for her. It was just kind of pulling things out of the air. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I feel like that's just where two creative minds are. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not even like creative, but it's like you guys are also very passionate about designing your space. Mm-hmm. And who am I to take that away from you? You know, you work so hard to like be here. So mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. hats off to you guys for just like taking the bull by the horns, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I but I mean, like, that's the thing is that I think, yeah, we were, we're just, like, two very creative, I guess, well, we're not people, me and Dan are separate people, but, like, <laughs> two different we're creative forces, and, like, one. yeah, it was hard for us to see eye to eye on some things, and that was, like, totally okay, like, mm-hmm. the thing I appreciated most about being able to work with you was, like, how transparent and, like, okay with, like, us being, like, no, we're not, like, we don't like that, or, like, whatever, and, like, not ever feeling, like, anything was forced upon us, which I think is so important, especially, like, because what you do is client work, essentially, so, like, yeah, like, I feel like when we did have the conversation where we were, like, this isn't working for us, like, it was very, the feeling, I feel like, was mutual, Mm -hmm. and, like, it made a lot of sense, because it, it didn't, it wasn't about, you know, like, we don't appreciate each other's work, it was that, like, this just isn't the best relationship. And I think that's important. Like when you're, you know, even if you're ending like romantic relationships or friendships, like it's important to be able to see like, this isn't serving me in the way, in the best way that it could. And it was like great to just have like that conversation with you and like be on the same page. Mm -hmm. So yeah, but we're happy to support you. We love having you on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Honestly, like I, I really do cherish this experience so much. I feel like that's another thing with, um, I feel like one of the hardest things for my job is two things, saying no and being mm-hmm. told no. Those are the two hard, hardest things for me, at, at least. And for me, with my experiences, I really do have to uh, thank my parents for putting me in competitive sports mm-hmm. because the constructive criticism, again, I live for it. That's how I challenge myself all the time. And for me, I am not a fan of like just waiting on something. Mm-hmm. Like if if something is going to wait, like that opportunity can be on pause, but I'm always going to hustle for more opportunities. Mm-hmm. Like I'm always turning my head for new ways to get my foot in and get my name out. And I feel like that's also something that is distracting too from anything that, you know, with a, a job opportunity, um, like when I interview for them and they say no, that's fine. Like there's so much to do, mm-hmm. you know, as long as you just like keep your head up and you keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing it's telling people no, it's actually really tough because for me as a designer, you don't, once you're in the project saying no, isn't really a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
You have to say no before. Yeah. You you have to. I know the feeling. (laughs) That's like where you kind of need to look at the scope of work, from my experience at least. So um, when you're in a project and say someone says, I really like this table, you're not going to be like, no. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Because if they like it, that's them and you're designing for them. That's something that, you know, that stands. Versus if you're, for example, I was approached before, like, you know, a while ago um, asking to do a project. Um, it was in the heat of COVID, and they were asking to have a clinic done in Vancouver in two months. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah, and so for me, it was like, wow, this is such a good opportunity, you know? Like, at the time, I, I really didn't have... I had a few projects going on, mm-hmm. but I, I really wanted to try to make this work. And the thing is, we want to put our best foot forward. Mm-hmm. I am not down to, to half-ass anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like looking at the scope of work and you know they wanted plumbing done they wanted walls put up they want they had a budget Mm -hmm. and also when you touch plumbing you touch sprinklers you do need to run that through the city and at the city it takes them around 12 weeks to get back to you so Mm -hmm. for them to say two months right they want to have it done yeah is really hard and um i i tip my hat to anyone that is that ambitious because I feel like that is like awesome good for them but for me I just I couldn't do that to them Mm -hmm. like I just need to know where I stand and my abilities and I just knew that I couldn't pull through for them Mm -hmm. in two months so you were able to say no I had to say no and it was really hard because I just didn't really know when my next opportunity would go because Mm -hmm. you're always looking for ways to add to your portfolio and update it Mm -hmm. and to say no to that was really hard mm-hmm. and um i don't regret it good just, on you that's yeah. i mean it's not easy to say no and i know that from like graphic Dude, design the worst like uh, yeah, <laughs> i can't say no like, for, homie like, discounts for everybody <laughs> homie discounts yeah everyone is like, low-key a homie yeah. so i got you yeah. Tim. No, but, but um, I yeah. yeah i mean like yeah for me i've, I've i literally would at a time, not anymore, but at a time, like, I would definitely say yes to, like, literally anyone that asked me to do something, even if I knew I didn't want to do it, or even if a part of me knew that, like, I didn't really know how to do it, I'd be like, fuck it, I'll do it, I'll take it, <laughs> and then, the and then it takes them, it takes, like, a few months for them to receive it, and they're like, yo, I wanted this, like, <laughs> yeah. I think there's, like, a, there's a balance, there's a fine balance between being, like, I want to challenge myself, you know, mm-hmm. and being, like, that is just so far out of my scope, so, like, I have the utmost respect for you Thank for like you. being able to do those two things especially so early on in your career because I still I mean I still struggle with it. I know so many people do um like we both do and yeah. like I've been not doing what I do for like how many years now four years and so like for you to be starting out and being able to set those boundaries for yourself is incredible and to be able to say like this is my limit and like this is what I want to take on but continually being able to like not let that affect you and like just keep pushing keep going like the utmost respect for you, Taylor. Thank you, guys. Yeah. No, I do have to say, like, I also want to throw in, too, that, like, the way you guys manage your your lifestyles and what you guys do when you speak about, um, you know, like, how you considered quitting because, you know, you, it was hard on your mental health. And I just, I, I really look up to you guys both for just, you know, not even, like, pulling through because I feel like everyone has different... Um, um, tolerations, but just know, knowing you and just like just going for it. So I do have to tip my head off. 
Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah. So much <laughs> so, love. In yeah, no, I was gonna say so much love. Wow, you're like actually the same person. <laughs> We're twin flames. Bro. No, it's so bad. We like finish each other's senses, but like the weirdest sentences too. Uh, we spend way too much time together. <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess before we let you go, we have so many questions. Yes, please. From our audience about interior design, we asked in our stories. Yes. And. Um, Time to get to those questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fun stuff. Do you want to start with the first one, B? All right, so we'll start with the first question. And it is, how do you know if something will go with your space before actually being able to see it in your space? I personally really like to take measurements. I need to know the measurements of a room, and I need to know how high or how low the ceiling is um, and how big the space is. Also, the furniture around Mm -hmm. it as well so if you're looking at like a vase for example and you're like this is a really cute vase but it's like tiny you're you're probably not gonna be super happy with it because then you're gonna feel like you need to buy like a really expensive plant or um something to complement it like it won't Mm -hmm. be that focal point that you initially thought it was Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i always just recommend just taking the measurements knowing the very basic stuff anyone can do it Mm -hmm. and then go about it that way because then you'll be able to see it Mm -hmm. i guess it's interesting that you pointed out like about it being the focal point because that's not something that we ever think about we're just like we like pieces like go 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 but like i guess when you're looking at a space you really have to think about the full space and like where when someone's standing in it like what are your eyes gravitating towards you know like what do you want it to be the focal point do not you know like yeah so it's actually yeah i'm learning new things (laughs) the thing is you guys already do that like i saw your old apartment tour and you already do that yeah i guess you subconsciously do but if i consciously did how much faster would i but yeah we do it through like trial and error because like yeah that that our last apartment went through so many i would say transformations in a sense but like yeah a lot of like realizing yeah that didn't work and then taking it down and takes a year yeah um but yeah, I mean, like, you know, I'm a graphic designer. I got some taste, you know? Yeah. You know I can see things that, you know, don't really work out. Yeah, right. And, um... <laughs> People try to convince me to buy the wackest shit, and I'm like, B, That's because that you don't see the can... vision, though, and I then I'm too so. lazy to explain yeah. it to you, so I just go with whatever you feel is but, the best. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I feel like we also... For us, what really helps is, like just think about the colors that are already in there you know like if you have a lot of blues and yellows like if you're introducing like a dark green like what is that going to do to the space like it might bang might not (laughs) well i mean we bounce a lot off of each other and i think like for me personally like if this question is geared towards me (laughs) i would say like yeah just try my best to just like envision it you know what i mean and just like maybe that's like a part of like how my imagination works but i like try to imagine like what would be really good in that space and then like trying to find something that is similar and like keeping that in, in mind when I go physically shopping mm-hmm. and I do the same with clothes too right yeah. where it's like I already have a, an idea of like or an inspiration that I saw on Instagram or whatever of like an outfit that would bang and if I'm going through Value Village like you try to find something to fit in that do you know what I mean and yeah. the, the fun thing about Value Village you never know what you're gonna find so like you just kind of have to like figure yeah. out does this work in your own head right so I feel like I take that same approach with like decorating our apartment where it's mm-hmm. like this is I, I feel like this could work and then you build around that I feel like um, that's also why like mood boarding would help which you did mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. us which we we never, never do, do. Yeah. I save a bunch of stuff on Instagram which to me is a mood board but like then it's like so many ideas but when you mood boarded for us like every single room that was really helpful to be like hey let's contain our ideas let's mm-hmm. contain our color scheme you know instead of like we love this like where is it gonna go it's mm-hmm. like okay well we want the office to be a lot of green so if we're buying green will it work in the office yeah your sketches also helped a lot 
like when I yeah like when I saw the sketches like it really it really kind of showed like where even existing furniture we had like where it can go and like how it would kind of look in that space mm -hmm. and then also like yeah with a sketch you can also realize that okay maybe that doesn't work and then you don't have to actually like move the piece of furniture there you know yeah we're planning like, on redoing like our entry our entryway and like we actually sketched yeah, because guess what yeah. Taylor sketched for us and it was helpful yeah it's so helpful just to kind of like see and even though if it's not to scale you kind of just have like a good an idea yeah yeah, yeah we definitely were not to scale we're like let's put all of this in here we went and looked at the space and we're like wait wait but there's no wait we ran out of wall <laughs> Like this looks so good. Yeah. And then again measure, we revert. That's why you measure. And then again we revert to like let's just buy it and yeah. then we'll see if it fits. <laughs> it's, it's not perfect. We're not perfect at it, but implementing small ways to be more efficient. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like with your color, when when you were talking about like color schemes, also another thing, another really important thing is just knowing which colors kind of go together. So mm -hmm. um, if you are picking out a piece of furniture, um, I do recommend you um, like looking at different color schemes that work together because you'd be surprised like the different combinations that are harmonious that are uh, complementary versus if you get it wrong you'll know you get it wrong yeah like you know that those colors clash you know mm -hmm. so you know and another thing is colors are uh, all around us like yeah. a, like a brown could be like a tone of pink you know mm -hmm. so that can like work into it but that's yeah. another thing crazy um, actually, I guess to feed off of this question, I wanted to ask, like, for someone that wants to see, like, what something would look like before it's done, is that when you would probably go in and show them, like, a 3D rendering, is that something that you would do as well? Yeah, so yeah. I do 3D renderings and, um, kind of, like, tour videos, like, yeah. animations, so that's definitely something that I And that's probably for better people. for, like, when, when it's, like... A decision that would cost a lot of money so you yeah. have to like show them what it looks like right so yeah I'm currently working on doing like this massive facility um, and so yeah it's it's a lot like it's mm -hmm. definitely um, because you're basically selling a lot your idea mm -hmm. and, you're, and you're selling the space and the your client is gonna show that video and sketch to other people so businesses are gonna want to have a piece of the pie kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like it invest? is. is that, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in that specific project. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, it's it's there's a lot that goes into it. So I yeah. Yeah, yeah and I'm sure too if like someone's like I want to break down this wall and make like a crazy like bathroom, you can probably be like this is what it might look like. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. might not be as like... crazy. Give it space. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be realistic. <laughs> yeah, because no, I actually think of like my parents place in Miami I keep thinking like if we break down this wall and just make like one really big bathroom that would be sick but like obviously as a non-interior designer like I would have no idea how to do that so, oh my gosh yeah like so, yeah. I, I come to Miami and we can do this <laughs> yeah <laughs> you literally used to think that with like my house like I can break this wall down and like make the kitchen bigger but then I find out later oh like there's this really big pipe that you can't yeah, move yeah. and I'm like <laughs> oh yeah. yeah yeah that was like me like five years ago yeah. and now I'm like yeah can't do that <laughs> yeah yeah i think it's like being able to see that like what like where the restrictions are mm -hmm. but then also like i feel like for me personally there's like a incapability is that a word of like being able to envision it do you know what i mean like i'm just like not <laughs> like able to see it visually i'm not able to envision it because i see the walls and like those walls right. are just there yeah in yeah. my mind i can't like I can't imagine what this looks like without this wall yeah right. do you know what i mean like so i think it's really interesting when you're able to like sketch that out and be like this is what it looks like so you don't go about breaking the wall and then realizing i want it back <laughs> <laughs> oh my god 
It's actually a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what something we would probably do. Yeah, like, mm, yeah. No, no, no. Put it back. <laughs> yeah, because we trash it first and then we're yeah. like, mm. <laughs> Okay, our next question from our audience is how do you make a space look bigger? We got a lot of questions like this. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like a lot of our audience is probably working with like smaller space, maybe sometimes a smaller budget. Right. So yeah, any tips that you have? I love mirrors. I call them space fillers because you know, uh, like a corner can look really dark or mm -hmm. you just feel like this, this one part of your room is not decorated to the capability that matches the rest of your aesthetic mm -hmm. and it's like oh like just like put a mirror there and it just elongates the room and, um you know and it, you can see yourself so you're surrounded by winners and, yeah. it, and, it ref and it reflects the aesthetic of what's on the other side of the room yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah so it just it makes it bigger it also brightens it up too because mm -hmm. the light kind of bounces off the mirror so you can 100%. kind of yeah. Yeah, I felt that helped a lot in our in our apartment too, like mm -hmm. where if you're in a smaller space and like one wall is like beautifully decorated mm -hmm. and then you put a mirror on the opposing wall and then all of a sudden that's the best fucking selfie mirror. <laughs> and like when you look yeah. in the mirror you see the rest that's already decorated. So yeah, definitely yeah, mirrors are Mirrors are sick. Yeah, yeah they're <laughs> so like they're so subtle, but they make a huge difference. Yeah. yeah, like when we shop, and then when she like finds sick mirrors, Nina, and then yeah, there's always like, can you have enough? Can you have too much mirrors? Yeah, Dan's like, we already have a mirror, and I was like, uh, excuse me, <laughs> first of all. But yeah, I always make him buy mirrors, and then he's like, oh, I don't really like it. Like, I don't like the gold trim. And then he gets home, and he's like, oh, this is the best selfie mirror. I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you can find a lot of mirrors, like, thrifting or, like, on Craigslist. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, we're, I mean, we're getting new mirrors for the first time ever just because we found, like, the perfect one that we want from Ikea. Yay. Um, But yeah, you suggested getting for our closet, like, a floor. We were gonna just like put it up on the wall, but mm -hmm. you were suggesting putting it on the floor and then having it all the way up because it'll make you elongated, which I'm like, yes, give me mm -hmm. that. <laughs> Me um, too. Yeah. I'm like, so, I don't need that. But yeah, Daniel's like, oh, I don't need And I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, another thing about like keeping your or making a space feel bigger is just work on that open floor plan. Like kind of yeah. have your idea clear you know you don't need to like empty out the room with the furniture but mm -hmm. picture of like how big your room would be with nothing in it mm -hmm. and work on that open floor plan layout and what i mean by that is kind of know your flow of traffic in a space mm -hmm. and work around that and try to avoid putting up like say like a table in like the way of your your path Mm -hmm. You know, because yeah, yeah, yeah. then that just disrupts everything about it. It's like, like don't another... clutter the walkways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And just making it very open is just something that I also recommend too. Mm -hmm. so. Sick, yeah. Mm -hmm. So another question is tips for combining couple slash roommate styles together. So like if you have two people coming together in a space, maybe differing styles. Yeah. So honestly, it's pretty much like you guys. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like you guys, when I was talking with you about your style, it was like, I asked I asked both of you separately, like what, um, if you lived alone and if you lived alone, like what would it be? And you know, Nina came from like a very like boho, you know, vibe. And then Dan came from like very like vintage, like, you know, a little bit like rustic kind of mm -hmm. vibe as well. And a little bit hype beast. Yeah, hype beast, that's yeah. the one. Yeah. I <laughs> forgot the phrase, yeah. hype beast, that was it. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's, like the, the really fun part it's like really 
Um, if, whether the couple hires a designer or if they just want to decorate on their own, I feel like just like having that communication and really just like knowing like what you guys, where you guys can like meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm, I'm narrating what you guys do already, <laughs> but like, for a example, bit of compromise. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's definitely compromise for sure. Cause you wanted a lot of black in the space when we first moved in together and I was like, hell no, that's like where I'm drawing the line. I don't want a really dark space. Mm. Mm-hmm. But then we like found that color, like bold color was what we both really liked. And now we're moving a little bit away from that as well. But it's it's constant conversation is what we're having. Like every single piece, every single color, every single decision, which can get so tedious. But if you want true compromise in a space that you guys will both love, like it's a lot of, a lot of communication. Yeah. So I guess you can go about it like two ways as well, where it's like, it can be divided in a sense, like where there's mm-hmm. like sections that are so like one person's style and the other is so the other style, or you can find a way to like nicely combine them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Or like I feel as though mood boards are just are so underrated because you can really see what the aesthetic is gonna really like voice out to you once it's done. Mm-hmm. And if the two parties like it, then you know, that's kind of like how it would proceed. Because yeah. with design, what I really um, rely on is like the communication with the mood, the precedent board, which is concept, and then the furniture board. So every time I check in with my clients, it would be like, how's this for a mood? And they'd give me the okay or the no okay. And then I would move on to the precedent board. And then as we move on to the furniture, then I feel like we both have that we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you are rooming with someone and you're looking for pieces that complement you both, I feel like that's a great way to, you know, just send stuff to each other through Instagram, Messenger, and you know, there's mm-hmm. so much going on. Pinterest, yeah. honestly, I live on that stuff. So mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel mm-hmm. like being able to have the conversation too about, obviously like we're speaking from our own perspective, like we're very much like we want our space to like really embody us and like, like we want to have a space that works really well for the both of us and not everyone's like that so I feel like even just getting that understanding like if you're moving in together for the first time or if you have a roommate like what does the space mean to you you know like what do you want it to really say about Mm -hmm. you I guess if Mm -hmm. like for one person that might not be important so they might even be like you know take full reign but like what we realized when we moved in together is that we both really really care which makes it really really hard (laughs) but if we you know like if you didn't really care so much, then it would have just been all me. So like, mm-hmm. I feel like having that conversation is also important to like determine where somebody's feeling about their space mm-hmm. in general. Definitely. Yeah, I feel like we we found like that happy medium of like, yeah, because there's a lot of parts in our home where I have like my section, which like, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. the things that bring me joy. Do you know what I mean? And, and then I give that to you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and then there's parts where like, are like solely for you. And I understand that. Yeah. You know what I mean, I think it's just like, also a part of like I mean as an interior designer that's like your part to like find a way to make that combine but then it's also on like the people living together to realize that like all right this is really important to my partner or my roommate Mm -hmm. so I should just you know let them have it yeah yeah yeah, so so like you know there's certain things where I I feel that you're like yeah you know what fuck it if he wants his his little books and toys 
in a corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Which yeah. I, I'm just pointing in the well, corner of our yeah. office right now. Um, our, <laughs> our office is probably what we're working on currently, and like Dayon wanted to get like uh, like a fugazi cause <laughs> mouse pad, right. and I was like, well, if you're gonna get that, then like. You know, like, we could either do half the office is your side and half the office is my side, but I feel like it would be nice, like, the rest of our home where it's combined. So then yeah. we were shopping for mouse pads together, and mm-hmm. then we were like, do you like this? And I liked one, he didn't like it, and then we eventually found one that we both like. So I think that's just time, our... Time and compromise, in Yeah, a sense, it's a lot but, of yeah, time. Like just, it takes a lot of time. Yeah, coming to an agreement where it's like, yeah, you both like what you yeah. you find out what you both equally mutually like. And, and then, I think it's, yeah. it's also being able to be very flexible because, like... I don't think that a lot of our aesthetic is something that I would have chosen, you know, like years ago, but like I've been able to grow and evolve and I still love our home and like I love it probably more than what I would be able to create on my own. I like how these questions are for Taylor and we just make it about us. No, yeah. you know what? Like that's the thing. It's like I've actually, for a personal experience, I love how you guys are talking about this because for me, I've, I've literally roomed with my yeah i've roomed in vancouver for like you know a couple months and i feel like you guys can speak to your personal experience better about this but Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like um in terms of selecting furniture for two people yeah it really is just about communication Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day if you're um like like we've been reiterating through this whole process is that at, you are going to be living in the space, so you better like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. And I feel like, I guess, like, I, we don't really have that. Actually, do we have this experience where it's like, did you ever really hate something that I really liked? Mm, not really, no. No, right? But I guess, like, yeah, so let's say if you have a roommate <laughs> or a partner and they, like, you don't want to walk around the house and be like, I fucking hate this. And <laughs> oh, I just you know can't what? wait to... Yeah, but we got rid of it. I got you to get rid of it. Exactly. So the like, bench. The bench. The bench that you bought at Home Depot. I was just yeah, like, so that, no. We <laughs> were like, first moved in together. And Dan was just trying to fill the space with just stuff because I wasn't there yet. And he was like, no, 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 this is cute. Guys, you should have seen. I think in the, I think the first vlog yeah, yeah, yeah. of us moving in together, you saw what Dan bought. And yeah. I was like, no. Yeah, I was. I was just trying to fill the space. Yeah. But again, so like what I'm saying is like, yeah, it's also... It, you have to have that communication and, like, also that understanding of, like, how much does this really matter? And, like, is it worth... Like, do I love it enough to, like, to see you go... Person, yeah. yeah, to see <laughs> yes. you go through, like, how much you hate it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So it's, yes. like, I didn't really care for those pieces that you hated. But, like, let's say if it is something that I really loved and we can communicate that and, like, I can try to explain why I really love it. But if it really brings you <laughs> <laughs> just so much anger and hatred... <laughs> Then get rid of that yeah. thing. <laughs> and you know what? These skills, like, it's good to practice it because, like, the skill of letting go, you know? I feel oh, like that yeah, translates yeah. into our relationship at large. Like, whenever we get into arguments, I feel like now I'm a lot faster at being able to just let go. It's like, do I need to be this upset about it? Like, it's fine. Let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Donating is also such a thing that is, I hold close to my heart. And I feel like that would, that also makes a lot of letting go easier because mm-hmm. something that you, you know, used to really like, like I had this Molly doll that I just loved so much. I took her everywhere. And then, um, recently I was like, you know, this doll is going to make someone very, very happy. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know? so our last question is how do you incorporate baby safety in interior designing? And I'm glad someone else asked this because I do also wonder. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, I feel like it's, if you've ever, my analogy personally is like, if you ever have like a dog, like a medium sized dog with a really big tail and it starts wagging its tail, 
and like I don't know if you guys have ever had this but it's happened to me but my dog just like knocks everything off the table with its mm -hmm. tail I kind of go use that as kind of like a base kind of rule so you just bring a pit bull in and you're like run <laughs> yeah how <laughs> my dog like hey just see what you can knock down yeah. <laughs> but yeah that's just kind of like my, my baseline so just yeah. make sure that nothing can be like reached over um avoid sharp angles so like i would actually use like i don't know if you guys like see those little like cushion no, like, mm -hmm. like, like bumper yeah. yeah yeah but with with houses now i feel like either you're in a really large place or a really small place. So um, for large places, I just know now like a lot of people who live in these big houses in LA, they actually kind of like gate a lot of the mm -hmm. section off because a lot of it is like hardwood floor and you want to put like a mat down. Mm -hmm. But um, if it's a smaller place, I recommend that anything that can be reached is good for the baby. Mm -hmm. So that's actually why um, for one of the sketches that I did for you guys, and I will reveal some of the sketches that I've provided and mood boards for for you guys to see, but um, in your living room, I had like, I'm not sure if you incorporated it, but I had it kind of sectioned off as the bottom part is blue stuff mm -hmm. and then the top part is your guys' stuff. Mm -hmm. So if blue wants to take a ball or, you know, then that's completely fine. Mm -hmm. So just, you know, like mm -hmm. making sure that um, anything that could be like a choking hazard obviously is just like out of the way mm -hmm. but yeah, yeah. but yeah, I feel like keeping sharp. an open concept open layout concept is super helpful too mm -hmm. yeah we're gonna have to do so much baby proofing because oh, yeah. Blue is gonna start crawling any day now and I'm like so anxious about it because I'm like there's so much crap on the floor <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna have to like quarantine him. Oh, and once they start opening drawers too, like my friend oh, in Serbia, when his his son just kept playing with pots and pans and stuff, and just kept pulling them out. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's a lot of proofing and stuff. But yeah. So that is all the time that we have today. Thank you so much, Taylor. You can use this Thank time you. to plug yourself. Make sure everybody goes and follows your Instagram. Yeah. So. I just wanted to say that I'm, I'm really honored to be your guys' first guest, so <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Um, if there's one thing that I have to say for any of those future designers or anyone that is just feeling a little lost with like what they want to do, um, I think that it's so important now more than ever to be honest with yourself and what you want and what you stand for because our generation, we're so fortunate to be in the place that we're at right now where our voice matters and we make up a lot of the the votes. I feel like we just, we underestimate how much power we have as young people. Mm -hmm. So if you believe in changing something that, we're breaking the mold, breaking tradition, like sustainability is something that I personally strive to live by. Do what is challenging for you and make sure that um, you're not letting anyone above you, someone with more experience, talk you down from it because, mm -hmm. you know, you only live once. You only have one life to live. So, mm -hmm. so I, inspirational. I, I love say. it. <laughs> I could not have asked for a better first guest. Thank you so much <gasps> for being a guinea pig. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. But make sure, yeah, tell people where they can follow you so that they can they can get more Taylor. <laughs> yeah, so my Instagram handle is at TaylorRakoDesign. Follow me for any inspiration I post every so often, and I will definitely be sharing a lot of the material that I actually sent Nina and Dan for their place. So mm -hmm. yeah, you can you can see me there. And reach how can out. someone reach out to you if they want if they want to work with you? Yes, yes. If you have a space, if you want to collaborate, anything, um, you know how to reach me. You know where to reach me, and I'm always always open to. Instagram is the is the place, right? Yes, I'm actually working on a website, so that's dropping very soon. Yay! So, 
see. That's yes. exciting. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so you'll you'll find her handle um, in our episode description. We'll also have it tagged in our post on Instagram at Means and Deans, so you guys can find her through that way as well. Um, but yeah, I am at Your Girl Means. And I'm Dan's Day Off. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.